Welcome, everybody, to episode 133? 133? We didn't discuss this before we started recording and Buzz isn't here, so <laughs> we're going to go with 133 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Uh, as you can tell, it's just Spence and Spangler tonight, no Buzzy, because he would have corrected me or affirmed, uh, and neither of <laughs> us have any clue. Like, we have a roundabout idea of what number it is, but uh, yep, that's where we're at. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at tonight. Uh Kind of a going to be kind of a fun trip down memory lane, in a way. Uh, a couple of things that have been newsworthy lately that kind of inspired uh, some of the stories we'll tell tonight. But first, drink check, wrist check, as per usual. Uh, Spangler, are you drinking a Rheingeist like the hat you're wearing or not? Uh, no, I am. I am not. Unfortunately, uh, we uh, actually went and got some pizza earlier today and. You know, I was feeling in a little bit of a mood. You know, I had been doing some traveling today, so I uh, kind of felt cooped up and wanted a nice little treat for myself. So I ended up getting a, a daiquiri at the pizza shop, and I am uh, still working on it. So, Ooh. yeah, no, classic Louisiana, am I right? The adult slushy. Uh Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm working on, some type of orange flavor. I don't know, whatever you want to go for anyway um yeah on the wrist i don't actually have anything on the wrist because i just recently took them off uh but i was running my sub today um i have it off because i guess we're going to be looking at watches that take us down memory lane so i've had it out kind of looking at it with the watch that i will be talking about in a little bit um which i will discuss later in the podcast so works works for me so what about you what you what you got some of the lights in the glass, I have a Redemption Rye Manhattan. Redemption Rye is mm. made over in Lawrenceburg, one of the big uh, distilleries over there, uh, with just some Martini and Rossi and uh, orange bitters, because that was what was closest. Um, didn't <laughs> feel like going all the way down to the basement to come back up to go back down to do the recording. Um, and then uh, I have one of the uh, cherries that Mr. Stockton sent to us that I forgot to give you when you were in town last. So we'll work on that. Yes. Um, they are delicious. Uh, they are nutritious. The syrup is almost like cherry pie filling, but thinner. Mm. And honestly, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with him. I actually might like them a little bit better than Luxardo. So I can say that now that Buzzy isn't here. No, I was going to um, say, don't tell Buzz. I won't tell Buzz. I, Luxardos are great, but these, they just, they hit different. <laughs> I wouldn't know because somebody forgot to give me them last time. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I did. I get you. I think I got you. Well, I gave you a Natterday at least, though. So yeah, I got the Natterday and I got the hat. Yeah, the cherries probably would have been would have been would have been clutch, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you a pass on it. It's okay. Can't win them all. And then uh, it, it's not currently on my wrist. It'll go back on my wrist as soon as I'm done with the wrist check because. Um, I don't know the reference number to this watch. This is one of the. This is probably other than the watch that I got married in, which is also a Citizen Eco Drive. This is the watch that kind of set me down the tool watch path, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this uh, later. This is a Citizen Eco Drive diver. Uh, that the reference number, including the movement, is E one six eight dash SO one six five two five. Standard kind of 40 millimeter diver with a 60 click bezel that's a little uh it's a little stiffer than some of the other watches i have but it isn't going anywhere i can tell you that you're not knocking this one by accident that's for sure and it's um i don't know it's got to be 
I feel like it's maybe 11 to 12 millimeters thick. Like it, mm-hmm. it's got a very nicely scalloped case, and it is a monoblock case. Um, so there's no case back. There's a little medallion on the back where the case back would be, but this is a solid piece. It's fairly heavy. It's a 300 meter diver, a little little eco drive action. Hadn't worn it in a very long time because one of the keepers on the strap busted. So like, hmm. and I, I just never changed the. I still have the original like rubber that it came on that has the no mm-hmm. decompression tie or the no deco limits on the on the band. Yeah. Uh, but I threw it on, of course, still in October, the uh, pink strap habit Brodinky sailcloth, um, and charged it under a lamp for a couple of hours because there was no sunshine yesterday. And I mean, it is just just bang on. Like you just kind of forget. Hmm. Like you go through that that whole. Uh, you know, mechanical, automatic, all this, but you're like, man, there's something, mm-hmm. there's something about this little guy that just, it, it, it's a small watch, but it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's been, as as we'll talk about, it's been through a lot. So, uh, yeah, that's what's on the wrist. That's what's in the glass. Um, we should, uh, we should jump real quick into some fresh forum finds because I think we have some pretty good ones tonight, or at least I know I do. Yeah. I'm going to say at least you do. Mine was uh, sort of on the fly, so I can get it out of the way real quick here for everybody. Um, but it caught my eye when I was scrolling through the forums tonight. Um, but it's one of the older IWC Aquatimer chronographs. Mm. Uh, full titanium, which is kind of cool to see, I guess. Um, does not say when it was made. It's on the Rolex forums. Um, but it's the classic. I think it's financial picture because the Rolex form pictures are not showing up. Um, let's see here. Not integrated steel sports, but still has that sort of look to it. It's got like a Nautilus style bracelet to yeah. it. Um, got the pop of color for all you wisses out there. Uh, a little bit of yellow on the dial. Pretty cool watch. Uh, kind of some of the funky probably mid to early aught IWC pieces. So Kind of cool. That's neat. Yep. What was the price again? Thirty four ninety nine. Okay, that's not. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, good. Full titanium watch can't really go wrong. Yeah, with that price exactly. Um, exactly. But of course, in this kind of watch ecosystem, you can probably get it down from that. Yeah, I mean things are things are softening. I mean we've listened to I've listened to several podcasts lately on the watch market. You know, just from our friends at Wrist Cheese and then the guys over at Fratello just kind of looking at some some price softening. But, uh, yeah, different times than it was uh, even, even uh, like, March, April of this year. Uh, mm-hmm. So, anyway. Uh, mine comes from the wilds of the Omega forums. And this is, an o- this is not an Omega. This is an Omega. Because, ooh, actually, actually, this could be an Omega. Because Casino Royale came out in 06, and this watch might be from 07 from a production standpoint. I'm pretty sure the model came out before that. But sure. um, And depending on whether or not... Uh, we're going to post this tomorrow morning, so Buzzy will find out about it around then anyway. Um, <laughs> this is a previous generation, so 35.5 millimeter, steel and gold, Omega Constellation. Um, this has kind of like a, a very, very... Uh, very, very faint pattern on a white dial with single gold markers with the little tiny loom pip on the end of them. Uh, two-tone with the full gold bar to separate each link. Uh, recently serviced by Omega with a service warranty through 2024. 
I mean, just this thing just looks, I'm, I don't know if they polished it or not. Maybe they did. And maybe that's something that you don't want, but like this thing just looks like it's in phenomenal condition. Um, and it, it just, it looks like a killer watch. Um, and the price is, uh, where am I at? Twenty five fifty USD, like shipped one day. Like that's nice. that's uh, that's a killer piece for that price. I mean, got the little diamond pattern on the dial. Just 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 absolutely killer. One of you guys has to buy one of these watches soon. I mean, come on, you've been talking about it for years now. We we have. Um, although looking at prices, I'm kind of glad I waited. <laughs> just yeah. kind of given where they're at now. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. I saw a, a most recent model, just full steel, as I'm scrolling through for roughly the same price. Um, so the the single marker double eagle, geez, for twenty three fifty, full steel, slight gray dial. Obviously, that's a thirty eight millimeter version. But just again, like if you like, if you're one of those weirdos like me and Buzz and a couple other folks who like these, I mean, God, I almost wonder what you could get a quartz one for. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I know. everybody who's listening. Yeah, almost almost live on air. Spence is about to buy a constellation. Finally, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen right now. But like, it's <laughs> it's it's close. Jeez, gotta give people what they want. Jeez, I I didn't scroll far enough. Maybe this one's sold. Here's a. This is one that Buzzy doesn't want, but because uh, it's got the doubled markers. But this is a. Good lord. I mean, this is from Reddit, so I don't know, but this is a silver dial coaxial chronometer version. It's maybe one generation old for mm-hmm. $1,750. Or sorry, sorry, $1,725. Damn. Um, Connie fans, your time has come. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fright! I'm just looking at like I, I, good lord. So I give it a week until you have one. Oh, I might have found one. <laughs> Let me. Hold right, on everybody, just it back on, yet. we're back on watch exchange on Reddit. Give me a sec. This one. This is an even older version. This is the thirty-five and a half. Jeez, it's coming from what Latin America. Some of this is a. This is a quartz thirty-four millimeter for five hundred bucks. Good <laughs> okay. lord! Yeah, we're really, we're really going for it, man. Uh, yeah, there's. We could do a whole episode on this, so we'll uh, we'll go ahead and cut that off. Um, <laughs> as drool is coming, yeah, from yes, yeah, as drool is coming from us because people keep reducing <laughs> prices. But you know something? Speaking of reducing prices, we should remind everybody that we are still brought to you by the fine folks at Manscaped. Yes, we are. Yes, the fine folks at Manscaped. Uh, it is still, it is still, you know, regardless of how warm or, or warm or cold it or warm or not warm it may be, it is always still good to keep everything kind of uh, in shape, as it were. You know, it's it's kind of tough to stay in shape during the winter. It's tough to be outside. It's tough to go do activities. Um, do that. Stay in shape. Keep everything in shape. Um, no chafing. Use the uh, use the. Uh, the crop preserver, um, keep, keep sure. things smelling good down there. You know, mm-hmm. have you managed to charge it, charge your lawnmower back up? I have, I have, it is fully charged. It is fully ready to keep everything in shape, <clears throat> everything at bay, if you will. And, you know, 
as per the last episode I was on, I'm still rocking the mustache. You know, it is Movember coming up here. So yep. for everybody who's wanting to, uh, you know, trim off everything else aside from the uh, coverage on their upper lips, Lawnmower 4.0, great for that. There you go. Exactly. Get a second guard maybe, you know, to keep, <laughs> you know, keep things separate. Yeah, but you, 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 know, you don't, you don't want to mix guards. I will say this, you know, before before we took it anywhere else, like that was my test. It was like, okay, if it can handle a face, if it can keep the face looking good, we'll uh, we'll take it to some more sensitive areas. Um, <laughs> but I, I do really think too, like, you know what? You know what always needs to be trimmed: nose hair and ear hair. There is never a good. There's that is never in season unless you're like Spangler and want to grow <laughs> the nose hair into the mustache and all the way out. Um, yeah, that's very not mainstream, which is I, I like that, but maybe that's <laughs> a little bit too on the fringe for my taste. So uh, yes, and you know something? You know some some places will give you ten percent off, but we'll give you twenty if you use yeah. our promo code Buzzcut for twenty percent off uh, and Absolutely. free shipping. There you go. Mm-hmm. It may not. Can't it may, wrong with that. Yeah, you can't. I mean, so twenty percent off, not ten. No, no. It's one more than nineteen. Exactly. There's a joke there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yes, a buzz cut for twenty percent off and free shipping. All right, moving right along. Um, we talked a little bit about kind of. Uh, Watches that we've all talked about the watches that kind of started the collecting or got us bit, uh, had you know helped us kind of push us into this kind of realm, um, Mm -hmm. where we ended up sitting and sitting in various areas and talking on the internet with alcohol, um, for going on over a hundred episodes, well over a hundred episodes at this point. Um, but you know, it's, it's funny because you know, I remember talking to Buzzy, talking about this, like. The whole idea, like I can remember, I bought a Wilson Indiglo watch when I was in fourth grade. Like I, I had watches all the way through, but kind of when you when you start to think about, okay, I look back at what I've bought over time and what really like, oh, this kind of fits in with the stuff that I gravitate towards now. I think we all kind of have that one watch that like might have started it even though we didn't know it started it and it might have been inspired by something else or might have been the frugal purchase at the time mm-hmm. but kind of like the the watch that kind of kind of gave us the wink and the nod but didn't quite push us off the edge um, and I think that's what that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit tonight because of the watch that I ended up putting on today um, but I'm gonna let you go first Spangler I want to hear a little bit about the uh, about the squale that we're talking about yeah, so I mean, I guess we we really should start a little bit before the squale, um, because you know, Spence, like you were saying, you you had your watch in fourth grade. I want to say is when you you had it. Um, you know, I can kind of vividly remember back in the day when I would hang out at my grandparents on my mom's side. You know, I'd go out there during the summer, that kind of thing, as most kids do. Um, if you were lucky enough to have your grandparents around. And, you know, I went out there, would hang out, and there was a pharmacy out there. And they had, I don't know what it was, a fossil, something along those lines, some fashion brand watch that, you know, in the early aughts apparently was fashionable, I guess. Um, but they had display cases of those watches at the pharmacy. And I think I pestered them all summer to get it. Um, and then eventually they were like, yeah, you know, just shut up, kid. Here's the watch deal with it um and i can remember too because you know it was back in the day where it was a pin system 
Um, but Amazon really wasn't a thing. So like going on the internet to try and find pin removers, I guess was more difficult. Um, I think we actually ended up going to a jewelry store to get it done, which seems weird in my mind today. It's a good or jewelry store to size your bracelet. But back then that's what we did. Um, and it barely fit even with all the links out that could be removed. It barely fit my <laughs> wrist. Um, I wish I kept the watch. I don't know what happened to it. It's just one of those things that kind of just slipped away into the ether of the past. Um, and, you know, I, I wore it as a kid would for a good amount of time. Um, and then sort of watches kind of went off the radar, but they were always there, you know, as some things do wax and wane. Um, and I think it wasn't until, gosh, I want to say my sophomore year of high school, I was hanging out with some friends. I think we just got done. It was one of like, we had like a weekend off and we just got done frisbee golfing because, you know, I love frisbee golfing. Um, I mean, most high school kids have weekends off. I don't know about Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I was I was doing all the the sports and all that nonsense. So that's you know. fair. No, I was too. Uh, but yeah, from school. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I guess yeah, school. Yeah. School. Yes. Um, yeah. So full weekend off. I don't know what the what the, what the occasion was, but regardless, um, we just got done doing that, and I think we went into it was oh man, the Peppermint Pig thrift store. Um, which has since moved locations on Beachmont Avenue. Spence, you may know. I know exactly where the new location is, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The old location next to the Chinese buffet restaurant, which is a really good Chinese buffet. I highly recommend it. It's very off the radar. Okay. Where is this? Okay. I I feel like I should know where the Chinese buffet is Um, on Beachmont. Because I've uh, driven the entire strip from where it starts at the levee all the way down to 275. So I've got to know where this is. Do you know where Arthur's is? Oh yeah, on Beachmont. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's in that little strip mall, oh. but it's it's at the it's at the angle. It's right in the ninety degree corner. Okay, okay. Most yeah. Chinese buffets are in that type of a venue, like they're yes. in a strip mall somewhere. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Like I feel like if you go to some place and you don't see a Chinese buffet in one of those like strip molly type places, it's not a good you kind of like yeah, yeah. you kind of worried about it. I don't know. Um, well, so the best Chinese buffets and, and usually the best Mexican restaurants are in those locations. For sure. Yes. Um, where I'm at currently, there is an, an abundance of Mexican restaurants, so I can attest to that. Yes. <laughs> Way too many. Anyway. Um, yeah. So we went there and we were like rooting around and we eventually had gotten to this old little display case with like a desk drawer in it that had a bunch of knickknacks, all that kind of crap uh and there was a watch in there um it was steel had the band with it bracelet and it was quartz and it had a blue sunburst dial no date um and like silver stick indices and man i had that watch for a while i wore it a good amount and then stopped wearing it and then the last time i remember having it was it would have been my soft so it would have been about three to four years later my sophomore year of no it would have been my somewhere freshman or sophomore year of undergrad um it was in my old van which i had totaled after running over a pothole um because ohio and anywhere in the north and even down here in the south potholes everywhere they suck and they will destroy your car so psa everybody don't run over potholes um so I remember while that car was being dragged away, I had seen it in the back, like 
glove compartment because it was a van and had a bunch of sort that had a bunch of compartments because I guess vans have that. I don't know. You you have a family vehicle. I feel like you there's a lot. There's of a lot of there's a lot of companies in the yeah in the in the expedition. Yeah. Not nearly as many as in a van, I'm sure, but there's quite a few places to put stuff. That's kind of yeah, the whole sure. point of of those types of vehicles. <laughs> Lots of storage, cup <laughs> yeah. holders, and storage. Yeah. Some belts, um, so yeah. storage, cup holders, all of those things. <laughs> the the big three of family vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I remember I, I saw it in there and I brought it out, and then at that point it sort of just got lost. Who knows where it is. Um, anyway, it was roughly around that time that I sort of transitioned into being like, oh, you know, watches are kind of cool. Hodinkee was a thing now by this point. Um, so I could get on and kind of read about the stuff happening in the watch world. Um, and I was like, oh, you know what I really like? The Submariner. Because who doesn't, right? And I'm like, well, I don't have at that time $4,000, $5,000 to get one used. <laughs> Even cheaper if you want the uh, the aluminum insert. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm like, yeah, I definitely do not have that. So I started down the sub homage rabbit hole. I think I had two. The first one is escaping me, which what I had. It may have been like a modded Seiko um, that was sub esque. Um, and then I had the first Squale, same model but a different dial, um, 1545. If anybody else is wondering. Um, sold it to a guy in Sweden, actually. So hopefully it's doing well in Sweden. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I, I, yeah. Uh, and then I landed on the um, fifteen forty five vintage, uh, which came out in two thousand twelve. Uh, sub homage. And the cool thing about this watch is it's got a new old stock dial in it. That I guess because when Squally launched the fifteen forty five series, there they had a three or four dial variants on it. And this one was apparently from the two, maybe three internet posts that I've seen about this watch, uh, not produced in a good amount of numbers. And I remember one day I was just scrolling. I think it was back when I worked in the coffee shop um, in Hyde Park. I was just scrolling on eBay one day and saw it. I'm like, I almost spit whatever I was drinking out. Cause I'm like, wow. Cause it was really rare apparently, um, for whatever that's worth, because it's a Squally, so who really cares, let's be honest here. Well, but I mean, they're, um, they're, they're a much more historic brand than people, I think, give them credit for. They were a case maker for a lot of companies back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. So that is, sure. that is a brand that has been around a long time, despite not necessarily getting the cachet that, like, Doxa and some yeah. of those other brands have. So, for anyway, sure. For, for, what um, for what it's worth, yeah, very historic brand. Not so much in the actual watch side but the, the parts side for oh sure. yeah for sure um yeah so you know this is one i've been searching for for a little bit of time since i had already sold my previous 1545 and saw it i'm like i, I gotta have it because you know it's really cool it's got a gilt dial uh gilt indices you know mercedes hands looks like a sub basically uh but it's got straight lined text at the bottom it says sub mantra on it, which I think is really cool. I don't know for whatever that's for whatever, forever the reason I just really like that on the, on the watch. The other ones didn't have it. I'm like, this one's different. It's cool. I got to go with that one. So I guess that's sort of, and I had that watch for a bit of time and that's sort of the one that I had and like solidified the fact in my mind that, Oh man, watches are 
pretty cool and I can wear them on a daily basis. And unlike me in the past, uh, I don't lose them anymore. <laughs> so that, you know, moving forward, that was a big thing that I needed to, you know, make sure that I didn't do anymore. Um, yeah, I think I wore this watch for maybe a year, year and a half before I ended up getting the Speedmaster. And then from there, kind of just snowballed into nonsense as it does for most people. But um, yeah, that's sort of the watch that I have. It wasn't the watch, obviously, that started it all, but it's sort of the one that encompasses that initial try and see period. Yeah, it kind of gave it. It gave you more of it. Gave you the wink and the nudge before the speedy really gave you the push. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I still have it in the collection. I don't really wear it that much anymore. I'll swap out the NATO every once in a while to uh, give it a fresh look, I guess. But uh, yeah, in terms of wear, not really much anymore because it came out in 2012 and it's never been serviced. So I figured it probably is going to need that at a certain point. But does it have an ETA in it? It does. It's an easy, easy, easy service then. Yeah. And plus it hasn't been worn that much, so it's probably good for a little bit here. So, yeah, that's that's sort of the watch that I've got here. Oh, I love it. I love it dearly. It's one that I'll never leave. Oh, I'm yeah. speedy. I yeah. too, that will definitely never, uh, never leave. Well, it's funny that you mentioned kind of watches that will never leave. Like, I've got, I've got several of those, obviously, but the one that I'm wearing now um, – it's interesting because like the whole idea of wearing a watch, I think it kind of hit me like after college a bit. I mean, I, I'm kind of like you. I like I was talking about that, that Wilson watch that I saw for probably 1995 in either Kmart or target or wherever I was with my mom when I was in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the coolest yeah. thing was, what do you think the coolest thing was for a 10 year old or a, a nine year old? You know, somebody, whatever age you are in fourth grade, I think you're nine, nine turning 10. My, What's the coolest thing? My, my gut instinct would be that it lit up. It did. It had a, bo- <laughs> a light at the bottom of the dial and it was, it was digital and it said light and it lit up like aquamarine blue and it was the coolest thing. So I had, I had to have that and I had that and I wore that for a long time and I don't know whether the strap broke or something, but like I may actually still, I may actually still have that watch somewhere in one of the, like all of the stuff that like y- you'll learn this eventually at some point, your parents will want to get all of your shit out of your, out of their house. And once you have a permanent place that you're living, they're going to just like bring it over and say, Hey, this is yours. You can deal with it now. Um, <laughs> that still happens every once in a while. My mom and my grandparents find stuff. And they're like, Hey, you should have this. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but it's like, it'll move from your basement to my basement. That's fine. <laughs> I've got it now. So there are a series of watches, some that I know that I have and some that I know that I don't, well, I don't say that I don't know that I have, but I feel like if I looked hard enough through the stuff yeah. that came from my room, either here or at my grandparents' house, we might find it. So that Wilson watch is one of them for sure. Um, I, I, and I distinctly remember anybody who knows me knows that red is my favorite color. And like, this was a red, it was a gray watch with like red accents. So like, this is very like on brand nice. for me, even as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I can remember the one trip that we did down to Disney world in sixth grade ended up at one of the watch retailers down there and ended up with, it wasn't a chronograph, but it looked like a tri-compax chronograph it was a quartz Mickey Mouse watch, but it wasn't like the character wasn't like obviously on the dial. It was a tri-register, but the the dial the subdial at six was bigger than the other two. Mm. So it was the ears. And here's the guess. What did 12-year-old Michael pick out? 
not a rubber watch, not a, this was a two-tone, obviously PVD or something like that watch on a bracelet that, like you said, the bracelet barely fit even with all the links removed, but it fit Mm -hmm. 12 year old Michael. Um, I'm sure again, that's one of those that if I dug enough, I would be able to find it. Um, you know, he's listening, uh, not right now as we record, but he will be listening tomorrow when this drops at some point. Um, my grandfather, big influence on my life. And uh, you know, I think at that point he might, I don't know if he had the two-tone Seiko that he still wears, but he might have. And that might have been the influence. But I know it definitely influenced the next purchase that happened in eighth grade. Um, mm-hmm. And I can distinctly remember um, as we were buying the watch with money that I got at Christmas, um, at the department store, we were near the TVs and Notre Dame was playing NC State in the 2001 Gator Bowl because that was eighth grade. Um, I can remember that. And Philip Rivers, who just retired from the NFL, was the quarterback for NC State. And Notre Dame lost that game. Um, can remember all of this vividly as I was buying a Quartz Citizen Titanium two-tone watch that I still have. Which, that watch is impossibly thin. Now, granted, it is quartz, uh, which is why it is impossibly thin. It is impossibly light. Um, there are a ton of dings on it. And the only reason why it can't really be worn is because at some point during a battery swap, something didn't get sealed up very well. So if I put that mm-hmm. watch on, it fogs up like crazy. <laughs> um, it may not anymore. It's been like 10 years since I've worn it. Um, but sure. at the time, like I put it on, I was like, Oh man, this is so cool. Like I why why can't I why why is this why is this water damaged? Anyway. I mean I mean even today, titanium two tone. Yeah. It's a very interesting yeah. combo that you do not see. Well, so that's the thing. Like it's PVD coated, obviously, because I think it was like a hundred dollar watch or something like that. Like it was sure. it was like legit yeah. money for an eighth grader to spend on a watch. Like and that was what I wanted to wear. And it mm-hmm. was because it was like my grandfather's Seiko, which I will post a picture yeah. of. Um, which the bracelet two-tone is still in great shape. The bezel, a lot of that has worn off um, over the last <laughs> 25 years that he's probably had that watch. Um, yeah. But it has the fully loomed dial, which is, I think, very late 90s, early 2000s, like a fully loomed dial, which is just <laughs> amazing. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a kinetic, um, which is cool because it's got the rotor, but it charges the battery that keeps it. It's just, it's a neat watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what led me down kind of that path. You know, I had a fossil in college, a blacked out fossil with a blue dial. It was a chronograph that I didn't really understand how it worked at all. Quartz chronograph. (laughs) Um, Obviously, black PVD fossil. Everything on the one side is just all chipped. Never wear it um, anymore. But that was kind of the watch. And then, you know, graduated, got a, had a serious job working for a couple of different banks as I, you know, moved through, you know, my... South Bend in Milwaukee back to South Bend <clears throat> before I got married mm-hmm. and ended up with a a Citizen EcoDrive, which I really liked. It was a dress watch on a leather strap, um, had a retrograde, like or not a retrograde, but like a, you know, a retrograde 24 hours. So like it would, it had yeah. a 24 hour indicator that would come back and then the mm-hmm. date would kind of work like that. It was a really cool, really cool watch that I still yeah. have. Obviously got married in it. Uh, that watch will never leave. Don't really wear it a ton because I'm not a big dress watch person. Which brings me to this. That, that was kind of the watch, like obviously wearing the dress watch all the time. That was the only watch I really had or really wore. And I was like, you know something? I want a, I want a different kind of watch. I want something that I could like wear 
on a more regular basis. Something that's cool. Something that's a little bit more, you know, more like a watch. And obviously, like, more like a guy's watch. Like, not not dressy, not, like, where to work. Like, just wear on the weekends, have fun in. Um, yeah. And obviously, I'm a big James Bond fan. So I started going down that rabbit hole. And this is kind of where it started. And then I backed off really quickly. Like, <laughs> first, first couple jobs out of college, you know... You're making okay money. You think you're making money, but you're not really making money. You're married, working on a house, like all that kind of stuff. Like the money disappears quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, as, as a young, not not like you're being stupid with it, but like you got a house, you own a house, you have responsibilities. Like we were in a, in a, in a, a very nice house trying to get things going. Um, seemed really silly to spend four figures on a watch. So I was, I was researching because, like, obviously, as a James Bond fan, you look up the C match, like, oh, that's what those cost? Oh, let me figure out like what else. Oh, that's a dive watch. Okay, let me look up some dive watches. You start yeah. reading about eco drive, and eco drive's cool. Like I will say, I've had this watch since probably 2010, 2011, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Might have gotten it before we got married, maybe right after we got married in 2012. So give or take anywhere from 2011 to 2013, I bought this watch. Never serviced it. Never changed the battery. Uh, which would be difficult because it is a monoblock case, so you'd have to take all of the shit out of the front. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been there have been periods where I've gone several months to a, almost a year without wearing it. Um, one of those being recently because the, the one of the keepers on the strap broke. Like the only keeper that was on the the, the rubber strap broke, so it's like oh, I, I can't really really wear this without that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't really feel like putting then then I then I learned you can kind of change straps and started doing that. I was like, well, I just just never got around to it because I had other watches that I wanted to wear, but I wanted to wear it again. So I put it on the pink strap for obviously for uh, trying to cycle through all my twenty millimeter straps for the silly little October thing that I'm doing. <laughs> um, not silly, obviously. Breast cancer awareness is very important, um, but but taking pictures of a pink strap on all of your watches is a bit of a silly way to support it. But you know, it's 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 a contribution. Um, and I knew I wanted to do that, so I had to prepare because I haven't worn this watch in a while. So I stuck it under a lamp the entire time I was working <laughs> yesterday. And after a couple hours, it just started ticking right away. I set it, and it's it's bang on. Um, <laughs> and you know, wearing it today, you just kind of like it's a forty millimeter watch. I think you know, I don't really know the the dimensions. It's got a steel insert that's painted. Uh, the bezel's a little bit like I don't say clunky. It hits everywhere it's supposed to, but it's 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 a tougher one to turn. Um, and you know, this is we joke about me wearing a G-Shock when I golf. This is the watch that I tried to wear golfing in my golf league <laughs> when I worked in South Bend and gave me terrible tendonitis in my left elbow because I swing too hard. And this watch is heavy enough that it affected that. Um, this <laughs> is the watch that I had on um, in the delivery room when my oldest was born, like this was, this was like, I had two watches. Like I knew I was going to be buying a watch to, to, to mark the occasion, but I didn't do that for a couple of months after. Cause I wanted to make sure I got the right one and had the right criteria. So this, this was on wrist in the delivery room when he was born in 2017. Um, I tried to time the contractions with it, but then learned really quickly that there was an app that did it better. And I didn't have to move the watch because like dive watches aren't bi-directional and trying to say, anyway, uh, my wife was getting a little bit annoyed with that. So she's like, just use the app as she's, you know, going through her contractions, um, which <laughs> it's funny that I mentioned both golf and the birth of my first child in kind of the same paragraph. If this was an article, as it were, because there, there was a, uh, there was a Houdinki article recently and there, there have been some comments about 
not necessarily turning around, but like backing out of the driveway, pulling back in, going in and getting a watch, and then going to the delivery room. Um, I will tell you that uh, I can remember, you know, we had my wife's last doctor's appointment, and we went to lunch, and her contraction started. And anybody who's had a kid, especially that first one, knows they're, they're very far apart. Now, if you're to the point where you're going to the hospital, yes, they're a lot closer. But usually for your first one, you've got some time. So the maybe three minutes that he took to run in and grab that watch and then leave, probably in the grand scheme of things, not a huge deal. I mean, I'm sure, like, I haven't read the article. I heard it wasn't exactly worded correct, like, worded very well. But um, I can tell you that, like, you're geared up for your first, so your mind's your mind's not there. You've got your go bag; it's in the car. You're, you've got all these things in your head. The car seats in. There's so much going on. Um, but for my wife, she was working. She had to send some emails saying, "Hey, I'm not coming back for like 12 weeks. So <laughs> this is this is where we're at." Um, but obviously, those contractions when they start, they're you're not going to the hospital until that. I think it's what like five one one, or it's I think it's five one one, or something like that. Like they don't want you to come in because if you come in and they're not like that, they send you home, which ha- happens. It happened to us one time. And then we ended up coming back like three hours later, really annoying. But <laughs> anyway, it happens. Um, sure. So when we're at lunch and they kind of start, like I'm timing stuff, I'm like, I'm ready. And my wife's like, you need to calm down. Like we've got time. I need to go send like four emails. We lived across the street from the golf course that we remember that she goes, just go, just go over there and either play nine or dink around at the driving range. I don't care, but like, they're not that, they're not that close. I just need you away from me for two hours and you're five minutes away. Like, that's fine. Just go. So I was literally sent away by my wife to go play nine holes. (laughs) And I did. I got nine in, in about an hour, hour and a half. I played really quick and I was literally across the street from my house the entire time, which, you know, wasn't a big deal. And then um, I came home, and an hour later, we went to the hospital. So, like, the whole idea of backing out, and like, it's hilarious that like, I get it. I get, like, hey, priorities, like, watch nerd. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, unless it's imminent, you've got the three minutes. <laughs> I'm not diminishing the whole event, but, like, by any means. Like, yes, is it bad form? Maybe a little bit. But I will tell you, I will tell you. Like this watch was in the delivery room. It's not going anywhere. You only get one yeah. shot at that. You don't get to say, oh, I forgot. Like there's the story of, oh, I forgot the watch. But like there is nothing that is as cool as the like, yeah, this was on my wrist when I held you for the first time. Like there is there is absolutely sure. something that you can't replace there. Um, this yeah. watch will never leave. It's 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 mm-hmm. one of those kind of like, I don't know. I look at this and I'm like, man, I may, I'm probably just going to wear this again tomorrow. It it. It's, it's it's one of those wa- it's one of those watches that you know it's not one that's regularly in the collection, but when you do wear it, it brings back a good enough good enough amount of memories that it's like yeah, this is a pretty cool watch, even though technically it's you know not the greatest watch in the world. Oh no, not the at all. personal the personal connection there is what makes it great. You can't you can't top it. I mean, it like I said, I look at this watch and I look at probably five or six other watches in my collection. It's like oh. I see why I like those watches. I see why I was drawn to this. Like I, I get mm-hmm. all of it. Like it's, it's, it's of the same vein. It's, it's a different, like it's from a different era. It's from a different like era of watch design from like the, the mid 
to late 2000 teens. Yeah. Like, but it, it's very much a dive watch. I mean, and it is kind of funny. I mean, you go like every collector goes through the whole, you know, uh, mechanical and hand wound. There's just way better quartzes and, you know, my grandfather will tell you quartz is the most accurate and he's not wrong. Quartz was the latest. It almost killed the Swiss watch industry. Like, mm-hmm. and it was funny. I was listening to 40 and 20 today and they, they were talking about the whole era after the eighties where you kind of had this revival of the Swiss watch industry and automatic and manual one watches. And it's because they became, it's because they became obsolete. So if you wanted to wear a watch, it was a fashion or a jewelry choice or an accessory choice. It wasn't because you needed one to know the time and it became less utilitarian and more about style. And I think that, that kind of speaks to why this hobby can exist. Like there are cool aspects of this. There are the rabbit holes that go down with these, with vintage watches and collectibles and things like that. But like at the end of the day, modern mechanical watches exist as an accessory. Like that's what they're there for. Like we don't need these things to be tools. It's cool Mm -hmm. that we're still innovating. It's cool that we're trying to push the boundaries. But like I look at this and it makes me think like, I don't know, maybe that quartz constellation makes more sense than an automatic version. (laughs) <laughs> because like I'm not going to wear that constellation every day. I love that watch, but like that's not going to sure. be like my go-to. So why wouldn't I just want to have a quartz one that I could just pick up and I know is ticking for the next three years? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think it's with anything you have. As long as it makes you feel good, why not? Doesn't really matter otherwise. Yeah, it it's kind of funny. I mean, I, I didn't think I was going like. I knew I was going to be fun wearing this. I didn't think that it was going to bring back, I mean, the memories, the, 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 the significant milestones, the just, just everything, man. I mean, it, and it's funny looking down at this, that the, the ticking doesn't bother me. <laughs> it, as funny as that is, like, it just, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. Like, it's not a... I don't feel like any less of a watch nerd wearing this. And I just, I do, I kind of marvel at the case. I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, this is a 300 meter diver that like, it's got a screw in crown that has like integrated crown guards to the, to the case. Like it's a little bit asymmetrical. Mm-hmm. It, it is just beautifully sculpted and thin. And I, I mean, I don't know what automatic movement you could even fit in a watch. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's some that you could, it's probably, it's probably about the same thickness same thickness as your sub but i've owned a sub and like this just it feels a little bit more svelte like it feels just i don't know i don't know it's weird i mean obviously you still like the watch which is a good thing yeah you can give your uh, self from 10 years ago a pat on the back exactly i mean it's kind of wild yeah and also i uh, i just looked up the uh, hotinki article so apparently he was pulling out the driveway, and but his wife had already, her water had already broke at that point. Now, I'm no expert when it comes to the female birthing process, but I feel like that's a sign that, you know, stuff is about to happen. No. Okay. I, I mean, it, it means things are more imminent, um, but... More imminent than when you were having 
the nine holes the day the, oh no right. no completely completely true there like at that point like the contractions were like 10 minutes 10 to 15 minutes apart which like okay. you don't you don't go to the hospital until they're like five i think somewhere in there like there's okay. a ma- there's probably still a magnet on on the fridge because we've got a a little guy who's about to turn one so like that magnet has been on our fridge like our third child <laughs> is around so like hey this is when you go and this is when you call and all that kind of stuff um uh, mm-hmm. so uh but the water breaking it, it's an important thing and it yes it does mean but like like it doesn't necess- it doesn't necessarily happen as you go into labor obviously at that point like the baby has to come out because like the like yeah. thing like he's no longer like he or she is no longer like in the safety like there's bacteria at some point that can get in so like it's a concern if the water breaks too early um mm-hmm. but like and again I'm not a doctor by any means this is just going from the three experiences that I've been through. But like um, there are times where you go in when you're having the contractions and your, your, you've, your contractions are close enough to be admitted to the hospital and your water hasn't broken. So it can mm-hmm. break before that. It can break after. And sometimes the doctor breaks your water. And sure. like once that happens, things do really pick up. So I guess it really kind of, ma- but like, I don't know it. The three minutes in the grand scheme of things seems like people are freaking out a little bit more than they should. I mean, you know, yes, the water breaking is a significant event, but it's not like I can remember as we were we were expecting to have our oldest and my brother and his wife, their their oldest is about four months younger. And like we were going through the birthing classes. They hadn't done that yet. And that's like, well, yeah, when the water breaks, you just you go into the hospital. It's like, dude, that's not like 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 contractions are going to start well before that water should be breaking. So, oh, wait, it's like, no, it's not like the movies. That's not how it actually works. Like, that's not like, oh, my water's broken. I guess I'm going into labor. Like, no, that's not really how it works. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, this is all from my experience, not at all what my wife has gone through. But I just, I know the order of, the, I can remember the order in which things happen. <laughs> From an outside perspective, you do. From an outside perspective, from yes. from not a, not quite a neutral third party, as it were, but like from an outside perspective, like I can remember the order of things, and I know when things yes. happened. Um, the the person not ejecting another human outside. Of exactly. Uh, I, I would. Well, I would. And my buddy told me this too. Um, if 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 your partner or your wife or your whomever who you're there with is in labor and giving birth at three in the morning. You're going to be involved because staffing is not the same as it is at like one in the afternoon. (laughs) So, um, you're, you're going to be there. You're going to be involved. Like if, if you are capable of being involved, um, you're going to be involved. (laughs) So, so, um, and I, I, I am proud. I am completely proud of this. I got to make my first dad joke, a mere, moments after our first was born um i did kind of the it's a very traditional thing but obviously the cutting of the umbilical cord um if birthing goes the like a certain way you get as a, as a father you get to do that um or you're asked if you want to so i said obviously yes um and the doctor who delivered our first not only was he an ob and does this for a living but he also has five kids so dad jokes were just kind of flying um <laughs> So I got to make my first one as a dad, um, and he uh, he handed me the whatever the, the there's some sort of medical scissors um, as it sure. were uh, after they clamped the the cord, and I asked him, "Are these lefty scissors?" Because I'm left-handed, 
And uh, <laughs> they, they work both ways, but that was, oh, these, are these the lefty ones? Where's the red handle? Or where's the green handles on these? It's <laughs> only a dad for about two and a half minutes, and I got to make that joke. Before you had was, your white New Balances. And I was wearing that watch <laughs> as I did that. That watch was on the left wrist as my left hand cut the cord. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like, I get it. Like, that, like, the whole idea, I mean, I, I know other folks who have had the watch that is going to go to their, their child in the delivery room. It's special. You can't, you can't, you can't not, like, you get one shot at it. You don't want to screw it up. You're, you're, you're so worried about so many other things. Like, it seems like a minor thing to not want to screw up, but, like, you, you do. You go through that whole experience wanting everything to be perfect. And obviously, you, you hope mom and baby and everybody is safe and okay as they come out. That's the most important thing. Um, but like, yeah, two to three minutes. The grand scheme of things, most things are are going to be okay. Like, traffic could be the bigger the bigger thing <laughs> if we're being totally honest. Depending on how far away you live from the hospital, <laughs> for sure. Um, that was one of the things our doctors told us was like. After, you know, we, we had our, our oldest, like, they're like, you'd be so surprised at how many people during the wrong time of day have, like, given birth at the exit right before the hospital. Like, we have to send an ambulance to go get them or to go check on them. We have to send something like, they don't quite make it all the way here on 75. <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> they just don't quite make it. See, now that's a memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I saw I saw a tweet somewhere. It was like... Uh, like somebody's first child was was born on the side of the road, and they named him Carson, Car Son. <laughs> Amazing! You can't, Talk about a dad joke. Yeah, you, you can't. Like that kid's got to live with that the rest of his life. <laughs> Maybe he gets a watch out. Yeah, no one's gonna know that. Like, oh, his name's Carson. Yeah, Carson. He was, normal. Yeah, he was. He was the son that was born in the car. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of uh, the classic. Talladega night scene as Ricky Bobby's born driving to the hospital. Yep. It's his head on the dash. <laughs> yep. It's great. Son's walk. Great movie. It's, it's that. Have you seen? So we've kind of gone down several rabbit holes here. Uh, we'll bring it back to watches in a second. But have you seen? Okay. So you, you like Talladega nights. Have you seen sure. days of thunder? <sighs> no. Okay. I, I'm trying to think because I've heard of that name before. It's Tom Cruise and somebody else. Uh, it's NASCAR. If you like Talladega Nights, um, mm. watch that and you'll get a lot – like you'll understand Talladega Nights even more. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to say – like it's – because it's, it's – it's, it's, let's say that Talladega Nights is heavily influenced by Days of Thunder, which it came out 20-plus years prior to that movie. But like when you watch days of, yeah, when you watch days of thunder, you're like, Oh, it's kind of like when you watch Austin powers and then go back and watch a couple of the different James Bond movies. Like, um, uh, what's the one, uh, honor Majesty's secret service is the one where he's wearing that, like that suit with the uh, frilly, frilly shirt and all that. Like, uh, like yeah. if, if, if you've seen the classic James Bonds, you get what makes Austin Powers hilarious. Uh, if you haven't, <laughs> you're like, oh, these are funny. And then you go back and like you discover that era of James Bond. You're like, oh, uh, now I get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> go watch Days of Thunder and you'll understand Talladega Nights even more. It's it's hilarious. Uh, and the best, the best part 
there is there is a connection between those two movies. Look at the cast of uh, Days of Thunder. It's a Let's very see, very minor you... role, but you'll see if you find him. Uh, Days of Thunder. All right, here we go. We're gonna go cast to do, 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 Tom Cruise, Rob Duvall, Randy Quaid, uh, Nicole Kidman. Michael Rooker. Oh, look at that. John C. Riley. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. There he is. Wow. Yeah. Supporting yeah. role in Days of Thunder. Wow. Yep. yep. So, yeah. <laughs> Full anyway, circle on that one. Full circle on that one. But, uh, yeah. No, I, I, it's... We've gone down a couple of tangents here, a couple of rabbit holes, but it is it is just kind of funny to go back and revisit and where some of the watches that you haven't, haven't worn in a while, or, you know, I've got this, got this, this Ziploc baggie of watches that my grandfather handed me and said, here's some of my old ones. You can just have them. Um, and there is this <laughs> awesome Seiko that has an integrated bracelet that I can't, I don't even know how to size. Cause it's one of those ones where like you move like the clasp up and down and the bracelet kind of tucks under itself. Like it's not even one where you remove the links. But yeah. it's a tapered bracelet that looks kind of like a thinner version of a Royal Oak bracelet. And the little tabs mm. that connect the links are gold PVD. And it's mm. a quartz watch. And it's it's like a tonneau. Ca- like, I just got to take it into Matt and just yeah. say, hey, show me how to set, like size this for me. Put a new battery mm. in. Let me know if the movement even works. Because like, it's such a cool watch. And it, it it's one of those that like, I don't know. I think I'd actually, I would wear that a little bit every once in a while. Like it's one of those that if it was running and it was there, I'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to grab this today. Like, I feel like, I feel like I get in my own head so much about what I want to wear and what I haven't worn and what, what, like what watches I like in the collection and have I worn it recently, but I really like this one or like, uh, you know, I, I spent so much on this one. I should wear it more. It's like, I don't know, man, I'm starting mm-hmm. to just kind of get to the point where it's, where it's like, we've talked about not adding to the collection. We've talked about like the whole idea of being content now it's like you know if I want to if I want to bust out my little you know two hundred dollar citizen that I bought you know gosh you know ten years ago fifteen years ago do it why not like, sure I don't know that I'll ever bust out the fossil again but like you never know never say never man <laughs> put it on the pink strap and see I got to check the lug width and it's not going to have a battery but may, maybe maybe we'll see if it fits that might go on there. I, I do think that the uh the Citizen dress watch might go on this um if it's got 20 millimeter lugs oh, yeah. which I can't imagine it doesn't because it's roughly the same size. And it's a cool watch. It's another one. I should just I should just bust that out and put it on a more neutral leather strap because it's on one of those old like croc straps and I I mean No, oh, sure. Yeah, I was I was writing something up today for Fratello which will drop sometime later this week or next week. Crocodile straps just don't really do it for me. Like even on dress watches, like, you know, maybe, maybe I say, I, you don't have a dress watch, but I mean, I do. Well, I have that one. Like that was a watch. I was yeah. married. I wore that. Like I used to have to wear a suit every day to work. And I wore that watch kind of religiously with that. But like, I don't know, maybe a two stitch leather or just something that's more of a, I don't know, maybe throw that on something different. Maybe I'll wear it a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Just like, yeah, I say you can never go wrong with suede. You know, I'm thinking about like I feel like that gray suede that I have that came with my Alpinist. Throw that on that watch. That mm-hmm, would actually yeah. be pretty sick. <laughs> so now that I think about it, like maybe maybe we charge that bad boy up too, um, and uh, and go from there. 
Let's get, get them that. all out. Let's oh, get yeah. one of the lambs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to happen tomorrow. Um, so maybe <laughs> by Friday it'll be on the pink strap. Um, yeah. Like that. It's just kind of. It's kind of funny how, how you can kind of come full circle. I mean, I know we talked about the squally a little bit. What else? What else have you got that you haven't worn in a while? You're like, yeah, I should maybe dust this guy off. Oh man, um, I guess as I'm because I'm at my desk right now, I have my watches off to the left side of my desk, and I'm looking. Um, I've got my Seiko Turtle oh. that I never wear anymore. And Is that has, the Macy's sale watch? It was. It was the Macy's sales watch. God, that's the best uh, way to get a good the, Seiko. Uh, you can see it's got the compass on there too. Yeah. So it's it's a cool little piece, you know. Dude, Bumble turtles thing. are awesome. They are awesome. I feel I feel like I really should mod it. I think that's probably what will get me to wear it again. Because I've I've never personally modded a Seiko, which kind of sounds bad. I feel like as a watch person, because I feel like a lot of people start off with modding Seikos. So oh, I've yeah. just never done that before. I mean, that I whole, it's very easy. That whole thing turned into notice. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you remember this yeah, story from yeah, West, yeah. he's like, yep. yeah, we were in a yep. because we started modern. We're like, we could probably, like, could we design these? Like, <laughs> We could just do it ourselves. <laughs> we just do it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really should do that. Then I have my uh, SKX-013, the, the baby. Oh, that's I a never... – Dude, put that on a NATO or something or get a rubber – like. Yeah. God, that's so cool. I've got the bracelet for it somewhere. Yeah, it's it's a it's one of the ones I bought off of. Um, speaking of, like I bought one of my OGs because of Hodinkee. Um, I bought this one because of the Jack Forster article on the uh, value prop watches. Dude, I mean, it was Wolverine. It's one the, of those two. The the uh, Rideau that I no longer have that I got like that was same thing, and yeah. they came out with a a new like a new anniversary edition. The old one's way better. The old one is exactly like the OG. The new one is I'm not a fan, but like that old one that I used to have, man, that was yeah. a great watch. Yeah. I'm like sitting here with a Seiko right now. I'm just like shaking. It's like, man, I kind of forgot how it was to shake a Seiko to start it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they weren't, uh, cause you can't wind them. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, I kind of, I kind of miss it. I need to do something with this. So you charge your watches under the lamps. I'll, I'll fix. I'll figure something out with this. Yeah. We'll go from there. Uh, yeah, I think honestly that's probably it for me. Um, I guess I do have my Cincinnati Watchco watch that I haven't worn in a while. Sorry, Rick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, still my, on the Jubilee. My my divers edition. I gotta find. I gotta. I kind of want to put it back on the Jubilee, but at some point, like. For some reason, over the summer, that watch on that orange NATO was kind of like my pool watch. Like that, just that blue dial yeah. with the orange NATO was just like, yeah, that's the watch I'm going to wear to go to the pool. And I have so many other divers I could wear, but like for some reason, that watch was in my head, like that color combo. I was like, man, this is what I want to rock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. Anyway. They're cool little watches. I like them. You, you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny. Like I do kind of go back to our little tagline and. And think about it. I, I've heard other folks say that they don't really consider themselves collectors because the whole idea of collecting is like, like almost kind of down a very focused rabbit hole. Like you're just talking mm-hmm. with you about the Seikos and some of the other stuff like me with this little guy. It's like, I don't know, man, I, I like this. I, I don't see anything. Abs- I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't see anything about not being purist. Like I like yeah. watches and if it's, I, I'm, I'm slowly coming back to the whole idea of, not slowly, like I think I'm all the way there. Like, 
I don't necessarily care about the specs. If I like the design and I like the way it fits and I like it, sure. none mm-hmm. of that should really matter. I mean, obviously, it has to be something that is like worth spending money on, meaning it can be a cool design and be completely terribly manufactured and then it's not worth it. But like, yeah, you know, in the position that we're in, like kind of knowing who's good, who's not, you know, there shouldn't be anything that should, should make you shy away from, Oh, it's got a quartz. Like who gives a shit about the movement? Quartz is probably more accurate. Um, it's definitely more. accurate. So like, what does it matter? (laughs) If you like the design, you like the way it fits. Like you're never going to get a, I mean, I don't say never, but for the price point, you're not going to get a thinner watch than a quartz watch. Like I go, I, I kind of go back to the the conversation that yes. Buzzy and I had about like the Motorola Razor and like older phones and Internet 1.0. Like that that Citizen <laughs> One, mm-hmm. you could actually wear and you could actually buy for a few thousand dollars. Like the Richard Mille Ferrari watch and the Piaget, like. Like you probably wouldn't feel comfortable wearing those because of like nope. they could bend over your wrist. The citizen could probably do the same thing, but would probably still function because it's a quartz watch or a solar power. Like I, I just I go back to the utility of some of these some of these things. You're like, I mean, shit, you can get a quartz perpetual or or an eco drive perpetual calendar for a fraction of what you can anything mm-hmm. mechanical. So like, I don't know. It just depends on what you value and what's cool. If that's cool. Why not? Yeah. If you like it, you like it. If it makes you feel good, why not? Buy what you like. Exactly. So. Yeah. Plus some of these early watches that we have, the memories that are there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, the Seiko. I'm, I'm laughing now because I remember a very funny thing that I did in it. But uh, <laughs> save that for another episode. Came up with our, our famous drink, the 95 and 5, with that watch on. <laughs> which... You know, you might be able to guess what that is. Five uh, percent alcohol plus ninety-five percent alcohol uh, mixed together <laughs> on a kayak. It was great. It's a great time. <sighs> Young and dumb and wearing fairly cheap Seikos. What a time to be alive! I still, I still marvel at the fact that I figured out with a buddy of mine um, who I played AAU basketball with in seventh grade. We went to different high schools. Um, we were playing. Uh, pickup games, just pickup basketball games when I was still living in South yeah. Bend um, after Rachel and I got married. And uh, he's a, I don't, I don't know if he, like, he's a doctor. I don't know. If, mm-hmm. He's not an orthopedic, I don't think he's an orthopedic surgeon. That was my other buddy's dad. Um, but like, I don't remember exactly what he did, but like, I was like, look, man, like, I don't know what happened, but like last, last year, like just massive, like pain in my, he goes, well, it sounds like tennis elbow. Like that, that, like, it's a fairly common injury. I was like, Okay, I was like, but I don't play tennis. I was like, I play golf. I said, this is, he goes, well, he goes, you're still swinging. He goes, are you doing anything differently? Like, you change your swing? I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I guess I started, like, wearing a watch while I played. He goes, was it a big watch? I was like, I don't know. It's a, I think I I may have been wearing the watch that day. I showed it. He goes, I don't know, man. Maybe take it off and see if, like, see if it, (laughs) see if it, see if it helps. Uh, I mean, I had like the old man, like the little, you know, like the little pressure thing that like the older guys wear when they play tennis. Like it's a little like, oh, the little armband by the elbow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wearing one of those. I was like, man, this thing, like it just kills. Um, <laughs> he's like, I don't know, man, take the watch off and see if that helps. And it did. I was just like, shit. Like we figured out that it was, it was, and the watch didn't even come on a bracelet. It was, th- this watch is heavy enough 
on a strap that it gave me tennis. Now that tells you I swing way too hard with a with a driver. But like <laughs> at the same point, I took it off and it, the pain went away. So maybe I you know maybe I wasn't swinging too hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, got, we need to get away on that watch at yeah. that point. Uh, it's I don't know. I, I've worn heavier things, but again, it's not on a bracelet, so I have no idea what it, like what it is. But anyway, just kind of just kind of funny. Like you, you look back at that, you think, man. This watch caused me a, physically a lot of pain, <laughs> unbeknownst to me, for about a year. <laughs> I don't know. I love it anyway. It's a fun story. Good memories. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah. So, and on, on those pretty fun. On those positive notes, being enthusiasts, not experts, not collectors, um, we'll catch everybody. I am excited about our episode next week. It is one of the better ideas yeah. I have had, and it would have happened this week. Had Buzzy not had Buzzy been able to make it, but I can tell you, Grandpa, if you've made it this long, you're gonna get a big kick out of next week. I can tell you this. I'm not gonna tell you why, but you're gonna get a huge kick out of next week, and you'll you'll absolutely get it um, in a week. So uh, we will catch everybody next week. I'm really looking forward to next week's episode. <laughs> See ya. See ya.